Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me on this Friday, August 25th edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. My name is Adam Burke. Happy to have you with me as we profile 15 games on the betting board heading into another weekend of the Major League Baseball season. It is also the start of the college football season with Week 0. So before I dive too deep into baseball, I want to let you know that over at VEASAN.com, we got best bets articles from a handful of our VEASAN analysts. We've got our college football betting guide, which you haven't, if you haven't checked that out, well, now would be the time to do so because the games start tomorrow. A lot of teams starting, of course, next week in week one, but we do have seven games here in week zero. Lots of great betting content for the college football season is posted, though, over at the website. We're going to have tons of stuff for college football and the NFL we're going to have upwards of 30 individual pieces on college football and the NFL here for this season over at vcin.com. So this is a great time for you to head over there and subscribe, vcin.com slash subscribe. Check out the options that are available to you from a subscription standpoint, because the only way to get everything that we do, including analysis of our, of our betting splits from DraftKings, all of our betting tools, is to become a vcin pro subscriber. So head to vcin.com slash subscribe to check that out. And of course, if you're getting Sunday ticket via YouTube TV, or if you just have YouTube TV, consider the Sports Plus package because then you can watch VEASAN programming 24-7 as part of your YouTube TV subscription with that Sports Plus package. All right, Major League Baseball, lots of games to get to here on today's show. It appears as though Shohei Otani will DH the rest of the year, or at least until... They decide to shut him down. At least that was what I saw from, I believe, Alden Gonzalez uh, yesterday. So, you know, I guess that's a little bit of a silver lining, but still definitely a a bummer not to see, you know, Otani out there on the mound here during the stretch run. Also kind of a bummer, and I was thinking about this today, there really aren't a whole lot of division games. we got two in the National League, one in the American League here today, only three interleague games on the board. So it's one of those things where, you know, the new schedule, I mean, Baltimore and Toronto played for the last time in the regular season last night. 
it's just crazy to think about. You know, there will still be some division games in the second half but, or in the month of September, but they're going to be interleague games in the last week of the year to possibly determine playoff spots. Kind of crazy, but you know, that kind of struck me here today looking at this card around the Major League Baseball betting board. So with that, let's get to today's games here on the card. We start with Washington and Miami. Yoan Adan taking on Braxton Garrett. Garrett and the Marlins, minus 225 favorite, total of 8.5 in this one. Really not much to say here. I mean, Garrett's left-handed. That should give the Nationals a better chance offensively. 394 ERA, 466 expected, 361 FIP. Has struggled here and there a little bit. 47.4% hard hit percentage as well. But he's allowed eight total earned runs in his last four starts. Had allowed 16 runs in four starts prior to that. So Garrett's been pitching pretty well here of late. Adon is not really a guy to back. 7 ERA this year at the big league level in 18 innings. 7-10 last year in 64 and two-thirds. Not a whole lot of interest. Not a whole lot of intrigue in that one. So really nothing to write home about in that game there between Washington and Miami. Chicago and Pittsburgh, Kyle Hendricks and Mitch Keller in this one. Cubs and Pirates, the second of the three division games here for today. Hendricks, 383 ERA, 421 expected, 403 FIP, 98 and two-thirds innings pitched. He struck out under 16% of batters faced, but he's run a 268 BABIP, so some give and take there, but a 66.3% left on base percentage. So, that's just an illustration of how hard it is to strand runners if you're not out there getting the strikeouts, getting the swings and misses. Has a 420 ERA, but a 349 FIP over his last seven starts. Gave up seven runs to the Braves. His other six starts have been very good in that span. So one outlier for Hendricks. That's kind of been the case of his season here, where he's had a couple of outliers throughout the course of the year. Uh, we'll see what happens in this one. On the Pittsburgh side, Mitch Keller, 422 ERA, 395 expected, 371 FIP, 155 and two-thirds innings pitched. But since May 26th, 542 ERA, 442 FIP over his last 16 starts. However, recently, six runs on 21 hits in his last 17 innings, 23 to four, struck out to walk ratio. So maybe Keller finding a bit of a second wind here, got off to an excellent start to open the year, as did the Pirates when he went downhill the Pirates went downhill. Now he's kind of picked it up here a little bit of late. Tough game, tough handicap. Cubs are a short road favorite, minus 120 or so, with a total of nine there at PNC Park. Cardinals and the Phillies, Miles Michaelis and Christopher Sanchez in this one in Philadelphia. The Phillies, $1.40 favorite, total of nine and a half for this matchup. Michaelis up to a 455 ERA, 499 expected. Does have a 399 FIP, but hasn't really had a whole lot of luck from a sequencing standpoint in those higher leverage situations. He's been frustrated a lot here lately as well. He you know, got ejected from a game in the first inning for throwing at a guy after he inadvertently hit Wilson Contreras with a backswing. Uh, when Pete Alonso threw Mason Wynn's first MLB hit into the stands, Michaelis nearly got tossed then and basically had to be held back from going out and fighting Pete Alonso. So for Michaelis, a lot going on, a lot of frustration for this season. And understandably so. He's allowed 11 runs on 12 hits in his last 11 innings. 545 ERA in the second half over eight starts. He's allowed 19 hard hit balls in his last two starts. 45.5% hard hit percentage here in the month of August. So a lot of things for Michaelis that he's just not really used to at the MLB level. And it seems like a lot of that kind of creeping over to his performance. As far as Sanchez goes, 
The left-hander, 336 ERA, 379 expected, 438 FIP, 64 and a third innings pitched. Gave up six runs three starts ago against the Royals, and that's the only one of his 12 starts with more than three runs allowed. The Cardinals' offense is also starting to regress here a little bit, particularly with their performance against left-handed pitching. Uh, This has been a top-10 offense most of the year against both-handedness, against lefties and righties. Lately hasn't been the case. And it'll be curious to see what the Cardinals are like to play out the rest of the regular season, where I think Oliver Marmel is probably a lame-duck manager. Uh, There will be some changes with this team in the offseason. So curious to see how invested, how engaged they are on a regular basis. And they are an underdog here today against the Phillies. The Padres and the Brewers, you Darvish and Brandon Woodruff in this one. Woodruff and the Brewers, short home favorite, minus 115, minus 120, as low as minus 110 out there, at least in terms of the legal U.S. markets, with Woodruff on the bump. Total of eight, a little bit of overjuice in this one. And, you know, look, it's August 25th, and the Padres have only won consecutive games twice this month. They just cannot get out of their own way for one reason or another. They're six back in the wild card race. And this is an important two-city trip for them. I don't think Milwaukee is that good of a team, despite the fact that they clearly have a better record than San Diego. But you get Darvish to try and set the tone here today. 435 ERA, 368 expected, 396 FIP. Four runs in back-to-back starts on 17 hits. So he's been a little bit shaky here of late. And frankly, shaky over the last three months or so. 483 ERA going back to May 28th. Some good starts. Allowed seven runs a couple of times, missed two weeks with an illness. He's just kind of been all over the place this season. Not the most trustworthy of guys, which is not what we're used to seeing from somebody like Darvish. The Brewers sending out Woodruff missed about three months. So all that matters is what he's done in August. Eight runs on 11 hits, 16 and two-thirds innings pitched, 18 to three strikeout to walk ratio. Two good starts against the Pirates and the White Sox. A little bit of a rough outing last time out against the Rangers, although he got plenty of run support early on in that one the thing about Woodruff here though 47.6 percent hard hit percentage in his three starts I was on the Rangers last time he pitched I was fading the Brewers Brewers won eight seven I think the Rangers almost came back and won that game but Woodruff's allowing a lot of hard contact here so far the thing that's difficult is San Diego they've largely had their offensive numbers propped up by drawing walks Woodruff is not a guy who issues a lot of walks So this may not be the best matchup for this Padres offense. I did think about Milwaukee, but I've badmouthed this team enough to know that I just don't really believe in them. I'm just not a big believer in in their offensive profile, in their pitching profile. Surely they're an elite defensive team, and that helps. But San Diego is also an elite defensive team. So that is not an edge that the Brewers have here in this series. So I stayed off the game. We'll see what Darvish and Woodruff look like in this one. I did think about an underdog play here in this one. I did not make it, but it is Hunter Green and Brandon Fott. Reds and the Diamondbacks here. Diamondbacks anywhere from minus 136 to minus 150 in the marketplace. Total primarily of nine for this one. So Hunter Green's first start back off the IL was awful. His first start since June 17th gave up nine runs on 10 hits to Toronto in three innings. Gave up five home runs in that start. The velocity looked fine, and he had some swings and misses, but he allowed four barrels and 11 hard-hit balls. Now, on one hand, I want to give this kid the benefit of the doubt and say, you know what? First start since June 17th, the Reds added absolutely no starting pitching at the trade deadline. 
Hunter Green coming back a lot on his shoulders. Maybe he just was too amped up, tried a little bit too hard, was kind of overthrowing, didn't finish his delivery, left some pitches in the middle of the plate. All of those things could be possibilities. However, he's also a kid who allows a lot of home runs, and that's something that's very concerning as we go forward here. So 472 ERA for the season, 401 expected, 442 FIP. I don't know what we'll get today. His four minor league rehab starts were pretty good. Not sure those are great data points to carry over, but I I do feel like Green will be better in this one. And the one thing for the Reds yesterday, they lost a 3-2 game and a terrible call by C.B. Buckner to start off the ninth. A 10-pitch at bat for Ellie De La Cruz gets rung up on a pitch off the outside corner. Who knows what would have happened going forward. But even though it was a close game, the Reds got some length from Brandon Williamson. They didn't have to use Alexis Diaz or Lucas Sims. So from a live betting standpoint, the Reds bullpen is in a bit better of a spot here. Paul Seawall of the Diamondbacks has thrown four of the last six days, 28 pitches in each of his last two outings. Kevin Ginkle wasn't used yesterday, but he's been used a lot. Miguel Castro, three of the last four days. Kyle Nelson, two of the last three. So that puts a little bit of pressure on Fott here to work deep into this game. And for Brandon Fott, since he was recalled full-time on July 22nd, 350 ERA, 402 FIP. Brent Strom has worked his magic, man. They moved which side of the rubber he throws from. He's wound up having quite a bit of success as a result. So we'll see if Fott is able to keep that going here against the Reds. For the Reds, they've struck out over 30% of the time against righties this month. So that's a major concern. I thought about it. I considered it. Ultimately didn't make a play in this game. So we'll see what Green and Fott respectively look like in this start here today. I do have a play on the Braves and Giants, so we'll come back to that. Let's hit one more American League game before we take a short break here. That is the Yankees and the Rays. Garrett Cole and Zach Eflin in this one. Eflin and the Rays, $1.30, $1.35 favorite. Total of seven in this matchup here. Uh, For Garrett Cole, not a great start last time out. Give up six runs on seven hits and four innings to the Red Sox. He's been good most of the season. 303 ERA, 346 FIP. He's only allowed more than three runs once in one other start since the beginning of June. So he did it last time out, and he's done it one other time since the beginning of June. The Rays, for all of their issues against lefties here in the second half and in the month of August, they are the best offense in baseball against righties again this month. So that will be a test for Garrett Cole. And Zach Eflin's been great himself. 358 ERA, 299 expected ERA, 316 FIP. Just a tough guy to score against. Doesn't walk anybody. Ground ball percentage around 52%. A lot to like about Zach Eflin this season. That said, he has allowed five or more runs in three of his last seven starts. So he's had some knee discomfort. He's gone for an MRI on it, a couple of other things. Uh, So we'll see what happens in this game. I mean, the Rays might be too short of a price here with how the Yankees are playing, but obviously Garrett Cole has a tremendous ceiling. We'll be right back on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracy. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back here on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, five-star reviews. Very, very much appreciated for this and all of the shows in our VEASAN family of podcasts. And, of course, I joined Tim Murray for our college football betting podcast to talk about week zero. That episode came out on Wednesday, so make sure you go and check that out. Framber Valdez and Matt Manning as the Astros take their show on the road to take on Detroit. Astros minus 170 to minus 180 favorite total of nine primarily in the market for this one. There are some eight and a halfs out there. Uh, This is a rare spot for Houston. They have not been on the road much. Just their second time on the road since August 10th. They've played 10 of their last 13 games at Minute Maid Park. Valdez in one of those games at Minute Maid Park threw a no hitter against Cleveland back on August 1st. And yet he has a 618 ERA with a 528 FIP in 43 and two-thirds innings in the second half. In each of his other six starts, he's allowed at least four runs, and he's allowed 16 runs over his last three starts, including five homers. I don't know what's wrong here. The velo looks fine. The ground ball percentage is dropping a little bit, and his hard hit percentage is 49.6% in the second half. And again, that includes a game where he threw a no-hitter. So Valdez has been quite bad for the most part here, In the second half, the Tigers are really picking things up offensively, but it is tough to trust them against lefties. They've struck out nearly 28% of the time, batting average under 200, 224 BABIP here in the month of August for them. They are starting to hit, though. I mean, guys like Kerry Carpenter and Spencer Torkelson, Riley Green, all these guys are starting to hit a little bit for them. But I also don't know what I'm going to get from Matt Manning. Manning's only allowed one earned run in his last 11 and a third, but three strikeouts out of 45 batters faced. So I'm not really buying the sustainability 
of that type of run for Manning has been better against righties than he's been against lefties, which always matters against Houston, but not enough for me to take an underdog shot on the Tigers here. Although if Valdez struggles again in another start, then you really have to start asking some questions. And I think you can already ask some questions, but really ask some questions if he's bad here in this one. I got a play in the Guardians and Blue Jays, so we'll leapfrog that one and come back to it. Go to the A's and the White Sox. You know, big barn burner here is Zach Neal, the listed starter for Oakland. Dylan Cease going for Chicago. Chicago, about a $1.90 favorite out there, total of nine. Of nine. Look, I mean, this is going to happen throughout the remainder of the season here when these teams that have their ace on the mound, but they're really bad, take on a really bad team. This is a large and uncomfortable price on Chicago. There is no way in hell I would lay this price on the White Sox. And for Dylan Cease, honestly, he hasn't been that great. 450 ERA, 415 expected, 377 FIP. Weird year because his ERA is well above his other run estimators. He's only allowed 14 home runs. He's got 163 strikeouts in 138 innings, but a double-digit walk rate, that's hurt. 42% hard hit percentage, that has also hurt. The White Sox are not a very good defensive team, so that makes things worse. Cease coming off of a really bad start, but that was at Coors Field. You draw a line through those. As I mentioned at the top of the show, with the new schedule this year, you're playing everybody. And that may mean playing in Colorado as a team who almost never plays there. So I don't worry about rough starts for Cease there or Jesse Schulten's had a rough start. I don't really worry too much about that. But still, I mean, who wants to lay this kind of number with Chicago? Now, it will be Zach Neal, at least to start. And then Sean Newcomb, uh, he was recently recalled from AAA. So this may be a piggyback situation, something like that. Neal's allowed 11 runs on 19 hits in 12 innings. So that's going to be a pass for me. Newcomb's look good at AAA, but he's 30 years old, so he hasn't been able to hang in the big leagues. No interest in that game whatsoever, and probably no interest in that series this weekend either. Rangers and the Twins got to play in this one, so let's go to the Royals and the Mariners here. Brady Singer and Bryce Miller up at T-Mobile Park. Mariners, $1.80 favorite primarily, total of eight for this one. Bryce Miller, though, 378 ERA, 430 expected, 388 FIP, 97 and two-thirds innings pitched. But here in the second half, 46.6% hard hit percentage, 12.9% barrel rate. He's got a 349 ERA, but a 456 FIP in his 38 and two-thirds. Just two strikeouts in each of his last two starts. Miller is sitting on a lot of regression at this point. The question is whether or not the Royals will be the team to deliver it. I think somebody will. I will be looking for spots to bet against him. I don't think today is the day with Kansas City, and maybe more specifically with Brady Singer. Singer, 504 ERA, 479 expected ERA, 405 FIP. Been a real struggle for him throughout the course of the season here. High hard hit percentage against a 49%. It's been a tough year. It's definitely been a tough year for Singer. He's improved a bit as the season has gone along with the full season numbers, just not there. But I am looking to fade Miller. Thought about the over eight here, but it is T-Mobile Park. So, you know, I don't really like to bet overs in really good pitchers parks, although maybe you are getting a little bit of line equity on this one because this should probably be an eight and a half with the underlying metrics for Miller. And Kansas City's offense has been a bit better here in the second half as well. Three interleague games, one of them interesting. I guess two of them are kind of interesting. This one is not. Colorado and Baltimore, Kyle Freeland, Cole Irvin, two bad left-handed starters in this one. 
but Freeland's been really bad since he came off the IL on July 28th, 623 ERA, 519 FIP, 50.5% hard hit percentage, 11.6% barrel rate. Not interested in any of those metrics for Freeland. And for Irvin, expected ERA over six. So no reason to lay a big price there on Baltimore, I don't think. Dodgers and the Red Sox loaded with storylines. Mookie Betts makes his return to Fenway Park. That's a big one. Also, Lance Lynn. Four earned runs on 17 hits over 25 innings with 25 strikeouts and five walks for the Dodgers. That is not the pitcher that we saw with the Chicago White Sox. He gave up three solo homers in his first start. The Dodgers have since fixed a lot of things. But that being said, for Lance Lynn here, going to Fenway Park and facing Boston, that's not having three of his four starts at home and facing the A's, Padres, Rockies, and Brewers. So this is a big step up in class for Lance Lynn here and a good litmus test of the changes that the Dodgers have made here for this season. The Red Sox, Cutter Crawford on the bump, 366 ERA, 355 expected, 424 FIP, 286 ERA, 436 FIP, 34 and two-thirds in the second half, but he's walked 11, he's given up five home runs. The guys I don't like against Boston are guys that walk a lot of people and give up a lot of home or the guys I don't like about the, against the Dodgers, excuse me, are guys that give up a lot of walks and a lot of home runs, and that's been the issue here for Crawford in the second half. I do think a lot of people will be all over the Dodgers here. Mookie's return, Lance Lynn's performance, and the line looks pretty cheap. I don't think it's as cut and dry, though, so I didn't make a play in this game. I think the Dodgers will look cheap to a lot of people there at minus 125. Angels and the Mets. The Mets are a big favorite here. Kodai Senga on the mound for the Mets. The Angels have not yet named a starter. It will either be Griffin Canning or Jaime Berea. Not sure which one it will be. Canning's been a little bit better than Berea throughout the course of the season, and I was going to say probably the guy they should invest more in as a starter, but maybe not because Berea is younger and has a little bit better of a health history than Canning. But, you know, the thing for Kodai Senga, the walk rates come down quite a bit. It's 11.1% for the season, but it's 7.8% over his last 11 starts. So he's really improved dramatically in that area. I think that's something for you to keep in mind. So, I mean, the Mets are laying a huge number here, but they're probably deserving of such a big price. Three plays for today. Let's rattle them off here to finish up this week on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. We start in San Francisco. Spencer Strider and Logan Webb in this one. Braves and the Giants. The Braves out in the Bay Area. It is stupid hot in the state of Georgia right now. It's a little bit of a respite for them, and you know we'll see if their offense is able to carry to a better pitcher's park. But Strider here, look, he was great against the Giants last time out. One hit over seven shutout innings, struck out 10. Strider's not allowed a run in his last 14 innings, and I would expect him to pitch well here again today. The Giants, 29th in Woba against righties at 273, 70 WRC plus in the month of August. Of course, the Braves tied for the league lead in Woba. But in the second half overall, San Francisco is 30th in Woba and 30th in WRC plus. They're batting 218 as a team. There you have a 343 slugging percentage. This Giants offense has been bad for a long time, and you don't get better against Spencer Strider more often than not. So I don't really have a high expectation for this Giants offense in this game. Now, as far as Logan Webb goes, he's phenomenal at home. 2.11 ERA, held opposing batters to a 2.23 average, 2.57 Woba against. I get all that, but as great as Webb is, not much margin for error. 
I don't expect the Giants to score. And Camilo Dovol has blown three saves in his last three save chances this week. Their bullpen has been used extensively here over the last several days. For the Braves, the only reliever to work twice since Sunday is Kirby Yates. So their bullpen is rested. The Giants is not. I don't expect San Francisco to score runs here. As good as Webb is at home, I think that just pulls this price down. I like the Braves laying the number here today. Minus 148 at DraftKings. You can find a little bit better at other shops, but I do like Atlanta in this game with Strider against Webb. Next up, I'm really trying to shy away from totals, but I I couldn't get off of this one. Cleveland and Toronto, Tanner Bybee and Chris Bassett in this matchup here. When these two teams played a four-game set in Cleveland earlier this month, there were 13 runs scored total over the four games in that series. And Cleveland's right-handed starters were dominant against Toronto's right-handed heavy offense. Bybee was one of those guys. I think he threw seven shutout innings in his start against Toronto in that series. Bybee does have some home road splits. I'll get to that in a second. Last 11 starts for him, 234 ERA, 351 FIP, 65 and two-thirds innings pitched with 67 strikeouts. Hard hit, per- hard hit percentage excuse me, is under 35%. Barrel rate under 4%. 11 starts is the sample since he made his start in San Diego. Gave up five runs in the first inning in his homecoming. The home road splits are there, though. His Woba against is 137 points higher on the road. He's allowed nine of his 11 homers on the road. Babip is 73 points higher against. But I think it's worth pointing out here that Bybee's actually pitched well on the road in his last six tries. Total of 12 runs against. In his last six road starts, that's against the Rays, Astros, White Sox, Rangers, Cubs, and Diamondbacks. So some pretty good offenses in that span where Bybee's road numbers are small sample size noise to me from earlier in the season, especially that San Diego start. He's been pretty good other than that and pretty good since then. So I'm not as worried about those here in this situation. And as far as Chris Bassett goes at home, he's been masterful on the road. Not so much. Bassett on the road, 502 ERA, 569 FIP. His Woba against is 125 points higher on the road. But at home, at Rogers Center, opposing batters batting 180, 266 on base, 271 slugging, 245 Woba, 283 ERA at home, 336 FIP. That's over 2.3 runs lower than his FIP on the road. Also, games at Rogers Center have averaged fewer than eight runs per game, 7.96. It's been a great pitcher's park for some reason this season, and I trust that it will be tonight. Under eight and a half to play. It's minus 118 at DraftKings. The juice on the under wasn't showing up when I posted the article, so I assumed it was a 20-cent line and put minus 122. It is actually minus 118, so I'll figure out how I want to grade that in the spreadsheet because I did put the wrong number in the article, but it is minus 118 on under eight and a half there with the Blue Jays, a minus 155 favorite. Finally, for me, I'm going to run it back. I'm going to fade Texas again today. Dane Dunning and Sonny Gray in this one. Going to take the Twins. Dane Dunning's been a regression candidate in my eyes all season long. 319 ERA, 436 expected, 406 FIP. Just not a believer in the profile. Seven second half starts, 464 FIP, 82.9% left on base percentage. I think he's a sell guy. Now, I do hope that Sonny Gray has a better start than Pablo Lopez did, and he should. Gray, 315 ERA for the season, 278 FIP. 
expected ERA is a little high at 373. That's due to some hard hit contact. But he's allowed just a 256 Woba in the second half, over 43 and a third. The Twins got the win yesterday without using Yohan Duran. That should help them here today because he's available. The Rangers bullpen, another screw up last night. So I'm going to ride the wave. I'm going to take Minnesota today. Better starter. They don't have the better lineup, but in the month of August, these two lineups have been exactly the same against right-handed pitching. So better starter, much better starter in my eyes. Bullpen's in better shape as well. Twins, minus 118 was the price at DraftKings. A little bit better across the market. So three plays for today. Taking a look at the Braves, minus 148. Guardians and Blue Jays under 8.5, minus 118, minus 120 in that range. And then the Twins, minus 118, shop around, get a better price over the Rangers. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening this week on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, and I'll be back again on Monday with another edition of VEASAN's MLB Betting Podcast. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.